Welcome to Podcast on the Rocks for April 10th, 2020. This is episode 13. We talk Quibi, Hunters, Home Before Dark, and a bunch of other things. Our music is once again brought to you by Killing the Flower. Hope you enjoy. Is it a weird thing like that our generation still does birthday stuff? You know, definitely like, not. You know, we, I know one guy, he's like, um, you know, he's middle aged, I suppose, now. And he's sure. like, after, I forget what age he said specifically, but after six, that's it. You don't need birthdays anymore. You know, what? And so, no way. Is it a millennial thing? You know, is um, what I'm asking, I guess. And, I don't, I mean, I don't think so. I guess it's hard because I only have like us for reference and then like our, now like our friends are becoming parents to little children who obviously mm-hmm. need birthday parties. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't have any reference for like in between, mm-hmm. you know, that generation of of kids. But um, no, I, I still love like birthday parties or birthday activities or whatever, you know, like it doesn't need to be anything crazy. Right. It's just like, Hey, like maybe, maybe I want to do what I want to do today. Or since I've been watching, I've been binge watching Parks and Rec, um, as Tom Haverford would say, treat yourself. (laughs) So that's what you should do on your birthday. (laughs) I mean, of all the things to celebrate, shouldn't you making it another year be a good one? Yeah. It doesn't um, require any religion. It doesn't require, you know, it's just mm -hmm. like, Hey, I, it's, it's actual accomplishment. I mean, you can look, some people look at it like, well, geez, you, you didn't just hear again, you know, but mm-hmm. it's like, I don't know. Made yeah. I think for, for some people, you know, a, a year can be a very big milestone. Unfortunately, you know, kind of getting a little serious, but you know, if you've survived something crazy or if you've battled like a tough illness or to be quite honest, I think after, you know, all of this, like staying at home, from coronavirus and and the toll that it's going to take on society, I think birthdays are going to be a thing that we're kind of maybe re-excited about, you know, to sure. celebrate because we can just be together. Um, and yeah, we are sort of celebrating making it another year, you sure. know, and, and making it through the craziness. So yeah, I think it's, right. I think it's good that you, you should celebrate your birthday. Happy right. early birthday. Yeah. I'll go crazy and go nuts. Yeah. Uh, right. how's your, how's your week been? Anyways, how your week been? <laughs> uh, um, it's been good. No birthdays for me, uh, but birthdays uh, for Chris. So I've been on the opposite end. I got to do all the planning. Right. So, oh, and yeah. this is on Easter. So, right. you know, double yep. celebration. Um, yep. but yeah, other than that, I'm good. Uh, I just showed you my coworker got a new puppy named Moose, who is friggin' adorable. Mm-hmm. tiny eight-week-old pug puppy so i look forward to meeting moose once this nice. is all over yeah. <laughs> and uh you know we're hanging out on a friday and having a drink it kind of feels like you know we're doing a podcast but also kind of like a happy hour almost sure so it's a little bit of like normalcy yep. that i miss end of the work week yeah um a couple other cool things going on like in a timely manner or a time relative um there's uh, I'm really into the glitch mob. Have you heard of the glitch mob? I have not. What is this? Uh, they're, they're, they're a band, uh, their okay. group. And, um, before everything got shut down, 
Mm-hmm. I was going to end up going to see them in concert. They were finally in town oh, around cool. the time that would I could go. Normally, they're when I'm busy in the fall or whatever. Sure. And um, but anyways, they've been doing some online streams. Um, mm-hmm. And so different members of their various um, groups and whatever are doing uh, live sets on YouTube and Twitch and everything. Nice. So I think 10 o'clock uh central time tonight on youtube and then tomorrow as well nice and so they've been doing that last couple weeks i caught some of last week's one it was i I caught two of them and they're really cool super trippy lots of fun a lot of it's like kind of chill um so cool recommendation uh, so you're going to a concert tonight yeah well yeah i might (laughs) might uh might be gaming too we'll see I got True. some friends that play Overwatch, so that might happen as well. So, well, I uh, I see you're uh, cheersing your drink there. So what do you yeah. got? Yeah, well, so per your um, your discovery, <laughs> I had to go beer this time. That's another. That's right. Another bills again, but um, that was I a cool find. Beer. What, what kind? Yeah, it was fun. Um, I went with a classic. Um, one that I love. Um, it's Windvane, the red IPA from Bad Weather. Um, because I was actually thinking, um, you know, we were talking earlier about our show tonight and it's going to be kind of like a, a hodgepodgey just discussion of different things that we've watched this week. Um, and it also, it kind of reminded me of the way that we were chatting when we first had this idea to create a podcast and we were at Bad Weather brewing um just sitting at the table and just mm-hmm. chatting about different you know kind of yep. nerdy stuff that we'd seen or watched or read or whatever and so i was like yeah i'm gonna do a little throwback nice. and and yeah. grab uh, bad weather's you know red ipa so it's a good, good call our uh yeah yeah uh salute our um twitch profile picture is from that time yes so it I is. that's kind of cool that's where our <laughs> start was you know in the thing and then um it's um that's a great brewery it's mm-hmm. awesome yeah i wanted to go local um mm-hmm. because uh tomorrow uh what i found was tomorrow is king gambrinus i believe it's how you say it um king gambrinus day who is um like kind of the hero of this you know mythic folklore um he's supposed to be the patron saint of home brewers so cool. I figured like, I can't really get a home brew right now, um, but I can, you know, get a brew from my hometown. So. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, if you'd known about this, you <clears throat> could have started a home brew. I know. I know. Uh, you know, I kind of feel like, uh, you know, this would be the perfect time to start something like that, you know, yeah. either start a home yep. brew or like make your own wine or liquor or yeah. something, you know, we've all got to do new stuff to keep saying while they stay at home. Yeah, Ashley and I are going to start, it's like, we're working on upping our wine game. Oh, okay. Because, you know, we've we've had a lot of beer over the years, right. and you just forget so much of it because it's just so much. But um, we have a taste there, and sure. wine is still pretty foreign. Like, when we have the, you know, it's better than a lot of people, I'm sure, but... Um, <laughs> my taste in particular, my palate for it isn't, isn't superb. So 
Sure. We're learning like, um, you know, just. You don't drink like a Moscato, do you? No, no. <laughs> hey, it depends that's just, on the. That's just unforgivable, man. So one thing we learned um, in this little rabbit hole uh, sure. we began to go down is that so a lot of people, uh, when you look at more traditional wines, they're not a big fan because they're they're more dry. Um, sure. People are looking for something that is really drinkable right now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. um, those are kind of deter- called like old world wines. And mm-hmm. they're, you know, traditionally from Italy or France or something or, you know, Europe in particular. But the idea of those is not to be drank by themselves. The idea right. is you have your wine with your meal. That's what you do. Yes. So they're designed to pair. So yes. if you have something that's quite dry and your food is a little bit sweeter, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, or it's a savory thing, like it, it balances right. that out. It's so if you drink something that is, um, you know, a new world wine, so maybe something from California or whatever, and it's, you know, light and crisp and refreshing that you drink by yourself, that might actually dilute the enjoyment of your food mm-hmm. you're having with that. So right just some different like i didn't you know we enjoy full bodied wines by themselves or whatever right but just the thought that they're really designed to be had with food i hadn't hadn't considered so yeah i mean i've always seen like you know like on the back of a label for certain wines you know like they recommend like certain food pairings you know with a wine or you know um recommend it for a meal or for dessert or whatever but i mean I feel like when I started out drinking wine, I didn't really take that too seriously. Yep. Um, and you're just like, whatever, I'm just going to, you know, try it if I want to or what, whatnot. Um, you know, or you'd like see different, like, oh, this finishes more fruity or this is more like a cocoa type finish or, you sure. know, and I really feel like I didn't um, give that sort of like um, information it's due you know, like we, like Chris and I would go to pick out a wine and be like, oh, cocoa flavor, blah, you know, like, why would we want a wine like that? Um, but now, you know, that we've sort of refined what we like in a wine, um, you know, I'm more deliberate about like what I choose and pairing it with something. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm going to have a wine with a, a chocolatey or a coffee finish, you know, maybe we're pairing that with dessert instead of, you know, with like sure. a salad or something for a meal. Sure. So, or like, you know, we were pairing a, a drier red wine with like a steak and, Mm -hmm. and deliberately not, you know, cooking it too far so that it's like a juicy Mm -hmm. steak paired with a drier red. Mm -hmm. So, well, the the perfect example there. So if you have a, if you have a dry wine and Mm -hmm. you drink, you, you start off, you drink it a little bit and you're like, wow, that's, that's (laughs) really you know, that's really dry. That's potent. You know, there's uh and then you take a bite of your steak that's salty and savory. Now you go mm-hmm. back to your wine, all of a sudden it tastes sweeter. Yep. You know, so it's just your, your comparison and, you know, and um, I mean, it makes perfect logical sense, you know, and, right. um, but um, yeah. Wow. Now, you have to keep have... us apprised of your uh, wine trails. Yeah. And travails. Yeah. <laughs> Do you, um, do you have like, do you have go-tos then go to, or like a certain kind of wine, you you know, are you red or white? Yeah. I I would say we're definitely more, yeah, we're definitely more red people. 
Um, you know, I'll drink a white if it's, you know, a specific pairing. Um, but in general, I tend to go for, you know, the richer flavor of the red. Um, I would say I'm usually on the spectrum of like a Pinot Noir or a Syrah. Okay. Um, I sure. do because I'm such a nerd. Oh my gosh. Um, we found, um, at the grocery store that we go to or at the grocery store, liquor store, um, they have a claret, a Victorian claret red. Mm. And I like, I can't resist buying that all the time. <laughs> You're like, like I don't even so... like it, but it's <laughs> I, Victorian. I mean, it's, it's fine, but it is. Yeah. It's literally just like in my head. You know, I've read yeah. so many, uh, because I was, you know, a Victorianist in uh, my master's program, I've read so many Victorian novels where they're like having a glass of claret with dinner or, you know, reading a book and a glass of claret at their, you know, I table side. So yeah, so I can't resist it. So sometimes I will I definitely purchase that because I'm such a nerd. You know, I, I never would have bought Lillet if it wasn't for James Bond, but. That's true. That's true. No, I do that was, like. That was like an it. excellent martini. Wow. <laughs> ill proportion martini is what that one we were still learning we were still babies john yeah. we're still learning how to mix the proper drink yep oh <laughs> uh, well yeah that's uh um had nothing to do with anything that's perfect um, that's okay yeah i wanted to let everybody else know as well and i haven't told you either that i own mars or at least I... part of it I saw that on the show notes and I immediately was like, what is this? Like, yeah. is so, it a show or is it what? No. So I looked it up and I saw that it's possible to own Mars. And that I was very excited to hear about straight. this. So Ashley <laughs> and I both each own an acre of Mars. Wow. Are you next to each other? You know, I don't think so. <laughs> I haven't oh, seen no. her map yet. I looked at mine. Um, <laughs> and I, I do want to like narrow that down more, but. Sure. You know, this is going to be like a, you know, Louisiana kind of thing or whatever. We get to Mars someday and we're like, look at this, read this title. And then they'll be like, um, we're already set up here. It's like, I bought this fair and square. It's going to be a fight. It's going to be a battle. <laughs> One so. day when, when earth is overrun, are you, ner are you that nervous about coronavirus that you're like, oh, no. got to get my backup policy, I Mars. Am, I am 0% <laughs> concerned about the fate of earth. But I do think that humanity will go to Mars because we must. We're sure. we're an endeavorous, adventurous folk. And mm -hmm. I think the human spirit is dead if we don't try to, you know, always see yeah. what's next. So Props for the use of the word endeavorous. <laughs> yeah. <I don't> know. <laughs> but yeah, so you own a piece of Mars now. Yeah. You and Ashley. Yep. Very cool. Man, so, uh, what do you planets? That's going to be on my business card. <laughs> um, what What do you like get? Like, what when you, you purchase a piece of Mars? Do they like send you pictures, information? Like, yeah, you get a map of where it is. You get your coordinates. Okay. Uh, you okay. get a little like certificate, um, mm -hmm. that kind of thing. Sure. Um, you get put in. I don't know what, I don't know how official this really can be, you know, and what kind <laughs> sure. of authority really, I mean, but it's like naming stars, they named the star yeah. after Ashley, and that's like, we recognize it, you know, but to sure. me, it's like this an international database that, because they have fun with it too. It's like signed off by John Carter. It's like, okay, great. 
John Carter of Mars. You know, so it's like this <laughs> That's pretty great. Of like seems official. Sure. But they're clearly, you know, it's supposed to be fun too if you, you know, get it for your kid or whatever. Right. You know. So side note, John Carter of Mars, criminally underrated movie. Yes. Yep. Still bitter all these years later. I still loved it. It was a lot of fun. It didn't get more. I mean, like more attention and another movie that it was supposed to. So, yeah. Well, I don't like the, I mean, I don't (laughs) like the Hollywood industry, you know, this, well, I mean, look, businesses do this in general, you know, because they have people that need to fund them and they're not going to put their money behind things that they don't think are going to win. But ultimately, I do respect companies that recognize something is good and then stick Mm -hmm. with it. It's something mm-hmm. I've I've really appreciated about Apple. Um, completely different kind of field generally, but it's like we know this can be good and mm-hmm. valuable, and even if it's not a hit right away or a runaway success, right. we're going to stick to it. We see the value here, and we think we will too. And a lot of other companies, uh, Disney included or whatever, be like, "Well, that was shot there. Hollywood, and you know, Hollywood. If something bombs." Right. You're not getting another one, you right. know, or they're like, no, this, we've messed up marketing in here. Maybe we released in a poor time. We didn't sell this properly to people. We know this can be good. We're going to repackage this right. and do this again, you know, but it doesn't work that way. So, yeah, it's just, it's disappointing. Like when I think of other movies that have been made that are just so terrible. Yeah. And I'm like, you could have, you could have put those resources towards something that, like you said, might not have been like an instantaneous hit, but you know, you recognized it was still good and it had potential yeah. and like you could have given it another shot. I mean, and I just think John Carter of Mars was one of those. Once they bought Star Wars, then you knew that yeah. that wasn't happening again because that know. was going to be their intent. You know, this is our another our Star Wars. Right. Um, but how cool would have a, a John Carter of Mars area or world in Disney World been? That would have been so awesome. And I, I mean, love the art. The visuals for that. Yeah, I was going to say the visuals for that were insane. Yeah, like we were talking um, talk 70s later and stuff, but like some of that <laughs> that retro futuristic yes. art, I just absolutely yep. love. Um, and I'm blanking on the name of the like big artist for John Carter, but I am just a big fan of that yeah. stuff. You know, people mm-hmm. fighting like um, lizard people and uh, it's it's cool. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with uh, that's two regrets for them buying Star Wars that John Carter of Mars was like shunted to the side. And then also, I think they just messed up Star Wars. I, you know, I've, uh, Tony. Um, <laughs> what could have been? I, yeah, I had a big like discussion with him on Star Wars because I totally really? had our episode and stuff. And he's quite yeah. the apologist. He's big. He, he, he digs it. So. Really? Um, yeah, it's like, man, we sh- almost should should have had him on or have him yeah. on for sometime as a sure. counter argument. Sure, it just I made mean, me mad. There's all know, there's but... there's always more to say. Um, yeah. So okay, is is he like I really like these, or are is he more like these aren't that bad? You know, yeah, there's a difference it's, between it's being like, oh, that. it's not that bad. <laughs> it's more that, but it seems like it's grown on him as opposed okay. to m- most people seem like they've gone the other way. You know, yeah. um, and I told him that's the way I am with it. You know, I'm pumped at first and then reality sets in the mm-hmm. rose tinted glasses get taken off. Um, but 
yeah, yeah. I feel like with these, I'm, I'm that way as well. Um, I feel like I softened a little bit on the prequels um, with distance, but I feel like those were big gaps. And so maybe I just need to, you know, yeah. watch these in like two, three years or something and see if I'm still like on the hate train, but yeah, kind of well, feel like that's... I will be. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's the thing. That's what I want to like, make sure that I, you know, um, I've questioned, you know, I question myself a lot on a variety of things to just make sure that I'm still like on track and sound yeah. and whatever I think and whatever. And this is one of those where you can see a person becoming with time, a hypocrite, mm -hmm. you know, cause I know I, I too have softened on the prequels or whatever. Right. Um, but I come down to, and I, I probably said it in the episode, I don't know, but it's the prequels I can forgive because the story arc and general character development makes sense and yes. is entertaining. Yes. Whereas in the, the sequel trilogy, the story is so cobbled together and not thought out that the general story and plot is, is bad. Yes. So I can Great. put up with execution issues in the prequel trilogy, act poor acting, digital effects that are overreaching, you know, that kind of thing in right. dial, poor dialogue choices, execution versus a well executed in terms of yes. dialogue, acting, cinematography for the sequel mm -hmm. trilogy, but a but of a story. Yes. So. Yes. Very poetic, but so accurate. <laughs> yeah. I ruined my whole thing. It's a but of a story. <laughs> Well, it's, yeah, I mean, it's terrible when you like are in the theater, which is probably like for me when I am the most excited mm -hmm. about these and you're already going, what? Like, oh God, yeah. that, that is a huge story hole. You know what I mean? Like when you're, when you're even in the moment and the excitement of first kind of receiving and, and you're like, oh, this still has a shot. Yep. And yeah, even in that moment, you're like, but okay, that doesn't make sense. Or like, there's this huge hole here or like you can almost see you know, it, it's weird. You can almost see the effort to hold the story together. It's yep. almost like a visual, visual, tangible thing. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, there's Star Wars. Um, yeah. <laughs> All right, but, we, our Star Wars episode happened, but we still can't stop it. Yeah. We still can't stop talking about it. Well, you brought up underappreciated movies. And last night I kind of went down a rabbit hole of other, like going back to some, music videos and different things uh i used to watch more or whatever sure. and came across uh both by the same director but tron legacy and oblivion okay I yeah i love both those movies <laughs> ash and i both do i think they're gorgeous they're beautiful the music for them is great sure. um so we're like we need to watch those again okay i have not uh, seen either so maybe i'll <gasps> oh, oh man <laughs> okay yeah. Me off the podcast. Get out of here. Yeah. Like, I mean, no, see, they're no underrated. Expert. So I, it's not surprising, I guess, that you haven't haven't seen them, mm -hmm. but uh, they're just they're rides. You know, I'm I'm good with something that is a ride, that is beautiful, um, and it doesn't have to be mm, it doesn't have to be necessarily the most original or the tightest ship. Sure. But if I, it, it evokes something for me and that kind of theme and visual aesthetic does so. Okay. 
I'm a fan. All right. Well, I will put them on my list, my ever growing list. Yeah. Right. <laughs> um, which I'll get to, yeah, I'll bring up lists later. And so, well, okay. okay. Um, I wanted to mention again, Louis CK stand up. I was, I mentioned it on Wednesday while we did Tuesday this week, uh, mm -hmm. show, um, just, um, if, if anyone didn't watch that, go watch that. Uh, it's on Twitch. Um, but on YouTube, but yeah, Louis CK standup is available on his website for like $8. You can get it. I recommend it. It's fun. If you liked Louis CK's previous stuff, it's like that. Solid. And no transition to Housewives in New York. Did you watch that at all? You watch? I have not yet. No. Okay. Are you planning to try New York this season? Yes, I am. Um, okay. I feel like I I think Beverly Hills is always just going to be my favorite. That's mm -hmm. um, my OG. Um, but I feel like I've been sort of like slowly expanding into others. Like I've caught some Atlanta. Um, and I have watched new, like snippets of New York before, so mm -hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to branch out. I'm going to try okay. it. Well, I was really worried about this season. Um, and I, you know, a proper podcast would have pulled this up so I could look at it, but the, um, because Bethany's gone, but right. the new girl seems like she could be interesting and, um, yeah, it was a good starter and the, okay. the, they always do their big launch of a kind of teasing what's ahead thing and it right. looks full of craziness so well i mean Exciting. maybe we'll uh we'll both be surprised because i know earlier uh in a podcast we were both talking about how we were worried for the upcoming seasons of new york and for beverly hills respectively yes. because yep. you know big people exited you know yep. vanderpump's gone for beverly hills so it was like oh god everybody says it's going to be boring now yep but uh yeah I mean, the if the first episode of New York seems to suggest the opposite, and the trailer for Beverly Hills does too, maybe yeah, you know, maybe these are going to be great. Yep, yep. We'll just have to see. Fingers crossed. That's right. Um, other in other TV news, I guess if you mm -hmm. can call it TV, <laughs> we mentioned before Quibi news. Yes. Streaming shorts service is out. Did so you get the you, chance? To Check that have out you checked it out? No, I, I have did. not checked it out. I did. I checked it out today. It's a free, like, 90-day trial. Okay. Um, I'm, I just don't like the idea of this thing. Okay. Um, I mean. So what did you watch? So I watched uh, Survive, uh, starring okay. Sophie Turner. Right, right. Okay. Yep. It's like an eight-minute episode. The first, and I just, just watched this one. And mm -hmm. I played a lot with, like, turning the screen because that's the the gimmick that they're getting sued for actually is that you can watch it in portrait or landscape and um okay. that was cool that worked well um but it made me want to sit and watch the show okay. you know like give me a 40 minute episode that i can just sit and watch like sure. why can't this thing why can't i be watching on my phone and then just pause it and then come oh, back to it. it. No, I mean, but it's eight minutes. You're supposed oh, to watch okay. it in chunks. If they just put this together, yeah. If they just put this together, it would be a thing, a show. It would just sure. be a show. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure the idea is that well, the season is only eight minutes, so I can watch eight minutes, and then it, that you're lowering the 
bar to entry. So you can just, you'll try it. If it's a 40 minute thing, well, I'm not going to sit there and watch this 40 minute thing right now on my train ride or whatever. So I'm going to not watch it. I'm sure that's the idea, but. Okay. So then two questions. One, do you know how many episodes are in whatever thing it is? Is it like a multi-series episode kind of thing? It is, is it like multi-episodes, this thing. So it's okay. continuing. Yes. Um, and I don't know do how, know how what the total roughly? is. No. Okay. I was just wondering if it was like, there's going to be, you know, 10 or 15, or if it's like, nope, there's going to be like 60. So that it is somehow <sighs> right. like, yeah. you know, a, a regular season. Um, and then, so my second question then is, do you feel like anything happened in eight minutes or conversely, was it like super rushed eight minutes? Like, holy crap, fire hose of information. No, and that's the thing. It kind of like okay. felt like it was a part of a larger thing and it could have just, you know, it, they did do a pretty good job of condensing kind of an, an opening, okay. um, for a show, mm -hmm. but it felt like it should just continue you know sure so i feel like it's artificial i feel like they went in and they shot a tv series right and they and shot it in like square up. they shot in my one by one with your subject always in the center so you can okay. yep, and then, around. yeah and uh and then just cut it all up as a new way to like have you view more ads sure because you have to view, I mean, you can pay extra for the one with no ads, but otherwise you're viewing an ad in between every single thing, you know? And it's like, that's probably about the same amount of ads if you just watch something on network television. Sure. If people aren't watching things on network television anymore, they're watching them streaming that doesn't, that don't have any ads. So how do we get some extra ad revenue? Right. Well, okay, you can either pay us extra and we'll make up the ad revenue and not service you ads or you can pay us the minimum and then you'll get ads, you know, I don't know. Yeah. I don't think anything great about it. I don't see what's sure. great about it. Sure. It makes me think like of, um, like how Crunchyroll does their service. Mm. Like if you have the ads in it, um, they come like, it's like usually like episodes are 24, 25 minutes and then ads come every eight minutes. But that's completely but, free, right? Yeah, it's completely free. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, you can pay for, you know, the no ad experience, yeah. which, I mean, I, I'm not super bothered by the ads. So I just like let it go. Mm -hmm. But I, I feel like I just like sit through the ads and I'm fine because I know I'm watching like this full 25 minute episode. Do right. you know what I mean? Yep. Like, yep. I don't, I don't see where that couldn't just be like a thing that they do instead of making eight minute episodes. Yeah. I, I mean, it, I was expecting honestly shorter because, you know, oh, it's stuff okay. like, um, like TikTok, it's just seconds, you know? And so I thought yeah. you would get, because that's what people, you know, you're sitting, you wait in the doctor's office, you're doing, you know, like wherever you are, you maybe have moments. So yeah. you're, you're preoccupying time, just swiping or whatever. So this, you can, swipe through this daily feed of new things that are like, say it's 30 seconds even. And sure. so then it moves on and it, and yes, that would be hard to do a drama in, you know, in that kind of format, but that's but how people cruise Twitter or whatever, you know? Right. 
I feel like dramas just aren't built to be eight minutes. Mm-hmm. And I do don't you know watch I mean? that stuff on my phone. Do you, I mean, like you don't have to watch this like, on your phone, but I do. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but not usually, I guess. But I have. Mm-hmm. I'm, you know, I've I've been downstairs and you know, like in bed and been like, oh yeah, I could like watch an episode of this thing, and I just like watch it on my phone. Um, I mean, especially mm-hmm. like the the new iPhone has such a large screen that you know. For some sure. things, I don't feel like I'm missing out, especially when it's like human drama things that you know don't always necessarily need to be on a bigger screen. Um, well, I guarantee you, this display on that phone you have is the best display you've ever owned ever. <laughs> Probably, so, yeah. <laughs> no, guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, so I mean, I watch on my phone, but I w- I would never. I I think I would be too annoyed with like a short, you know, eight to ten minute like drama. Because I'm expecting more. Yeah. It's just the way I think that the genre is built. So I, I would I would find like a comedy episode kind of fun. Yeah. Maybe. Well maybe Derek yeah, maybe you need to watch something like um like Chrissy's Court or something. Yeah. Chrissy Teigen as a judge. I've had enough Chrissy like Teigen for the rest of my life. I don't need more Chrissy <laughs> Teigen. Her her houseware stuff in like Target is good, I guess. Sure. So But yeah, I mean maybe maybe you yeah. know, that sort of vehicle is better for Quibi yeah. than, you know, like a drama. There is a uh, show. Uh, yeah, she's in, she's like judging this food show, I think. Ooh, okay. Um, she's part of a panel or something. And it the premise is ridiculous, but you get like blindfolded <laughs> and they throw a whole bunch of food at you. Yes. And yes, then you have I've to like that. crawl around and taste it and try to guess what it is or something yep. like that. <laughs> and so I'll have to try that one yet too. Because, oh, yeah, maybe something like that will be more amusing in eight minutes. Yeah. <laughs> but I was impressed by the production value. Um, and like, you the think it was on par and, with like, you know, yeah. Netflix or Amazon Prime or something. Yeah. So far it was, okay. you know, sure. uh, it was a little heavy. Um, I mean, I like it's drama, but it was a little like, wow, okay. But uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I, it's it's you- free for 90 days. They say they'll, on iOS anyways, they'll remind you before you get billed for the, after the trial. So you can cancel. So. Okay. Uh, you have some news up. I don't know anything about this. Oh yeah. Just like very briefly, um, things that are coming, uh, to Netflix, two shows. Um, one that I'm interested in, I've watched it before, uh, dead to me, um, with Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini. Um, it's, an amazing show it's like it's a dramedy because it's it's definitely like centered around like a mystery and a drama that drives the action um and i'm not really going to give anything away here i'll just give a quick overview um it, it the series opens with christina applegate um as a new widow her husband has just been killed in a hit and run and she meets um linda cardellini's character at a like support group for people who have lost their spouses. Um, and then the two sort of be- end up becoming fast friends and to the point where like Linda Cardellini's character actually like moves in um, to Christina Applegate's house. And they they develop this like kind of, you know, zany roommate kind of friendship. Sure. Um, but also with some mystery because Christina Applegate like doesn't know who ran over her husband. So she spends like the entire season trying to figure that out. Mm. Um, and then like Linda Cardellini seems to, you know, at times 
be hiding some secrets, of course, because, you know, she's like this brand new character who Christine Applegate just is like, come move into my house. So there's got to be some drama, you know, and some like, oh, my God, did I invite this crazy stranger into my house? Um, So, yeah, it's fabulous show. Highly recommend it. And uh, season two is finally coming on May 8th. So they uh, Netflix just dropped the trailer for that. Nice. Which is, yeah, it's it's good. Highly recommend it. Sooner. What? If it's done, they should release it sooner. I agree. Get people while they're at home. Right. Like now's the perfect time, man. Um, so, but yeah, so it's coming. So I'm excited about that. Cool. Um, yeah. If you have time, highly recommend it. Excellently acted. Um, and then the second one that I, I don't really know much about, but I just like saw this on, um, Netflix's like to be released. Um, it's for next week and, uh, a new season of bleach. Okay. is is coming. Yeah. So and uh, I'm half excited and half despairing because I'm so far behind on Bleach and I really want to like watch more of it, but it's just like, oh, it's so overwhelming. This would probably be a starting point for you. <laughs> so probably be a starting point if you want to do that. I've yeah. been seeing things, people talking about how so this is when I talked about the author of this, you know, coming with his new Burn the Witch, and you know, like they're making a big deal. I didn't realize for sure if there was like, you know, anniversary stuff happening, but that it's actually coming back. Um, yep. I mean, very few people, I think, are all the way caught up with Bleach <laughs> because that's a marathon. That's that's a struggle. It is. Um, but and I really, I really loved it when I started it. It just okay. it, like just felt like, oh my god, I'm never gonna get there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I just quit. They need to burn down some of the tropes if they're going to do this again. I think you know, like they need yeah. to. I don't know. It needs it needs to feel like bleach, but fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they have their problem where, um, so every season, Ichigo, uh, your protagonist, Ichigo could he would um, he would always like have this daunting task, an yep. enemy that's so powerful that he must overcome, and so he learns these new abilities. Oh my god! Unlock something inside. Now talk about this in the next or in the, our other anime show, sure. but um, he just like something snaps or something breaks and like, and DBZ does this thing too or whatever. And all of a sudden you're way more powerful. It's amazing. Yes. You're so powerful. Yes. And then you overtake this enemy and then the next season rolls around and it's like starting from zero again. Yeah. Okay. So all of a sudden this guy that was gained so much power, so amazing is now reduced to nothing again. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it builds itself up again for the same old kind of thing. And it happens every season and every other season. I don't know if it's exactly the season, but about is filler. So it's done by like other artists and other, whatever other it's not in the manga. And so it's garbage. So mm-hmm. it's, it's, uh, it's a tough, it's tough. I recommend bleach watch the first few seasons and be done. Okay. <laughs> I'll hold you to that. So I only have to watch the first few. Yeah. You know, and then, and then maybe this will be, I'm sure they'll recap or something, right. you know? So, um, yeah, I would never recommend anyone to try to watch all bleach. Mm-hmm. Don't do it. There's better things to do with your time. Right. But it was exciting for a while. Yeah. And I mean, it's, I think it's, 
a great show it's just hard to like when you see the list of episodes be like oh god like, mm-hmm. what am i doing here yep so but yeah so I, I saw that that was coming out so i thought that was really fun because it's yeah. kind of like a, a throwback to some of my like early anime watching yeah which um wasn't i mean wasn't my first one but i think it was in my first five maybe actually so okay yeah mm-hmm. i mean it was the first one that first or second that ashley and i started watching together sure you know so it was kind of getting her more in anime you know when we were living together and stuff yeah. so it was kind of like that just that good time of like more cons and you know yeah more shows and Italia and all that stuff fruits basket so yeah i remember um i actually started bleach because i had seen like just some snippets of you guys watching it mm. um in mm-hmm. our in our house we were roommates um so i was like yeah like I'm going to start it. And then I was like, oh God, I'm never going to catch up. I have no idea where they are, but I'm sure it's like, you know, seasons beyond where I could ever mm-hmm. get to. But yeah, it yep. was fun. I mean, I really enjoyed it. So, Well, I'll use that to tr- transition to like, I know it's not in that order, but uh, to okay. My Hero Academia, um, yes. because it's the perfect like um, counterbalance or whatever to bleach. Um, oh, okay. Bleach is all about that kind of traditional thing in uh, modern Japanese anime where you have a a youth that is normal, underpowered, whatever, and then has to rise to an occasion and does so, whines most of the time, (laughs) and then miraculously unlocks their potential. Yes. You know, and what i've uh alan says it's called shonen okay well i mean technically yeah i guess but it's like just means like young person you know young boy or whatever but um it's my hero academia i really appreciate it has it's a lot of those same kind of things that you'd expect from an action animation shonen uh but it's a different message the kid is um, is normal, is weak, um, but the message is you can overcome your disadvantages in life. Mm-hmm. And so it's not that, well, I'm going to miraculously achieve something. It's right. I'm going to work extra hard. I know I have to work harder than everyone else to achieve mm-hmm. this and then still not feel deserving of it when you do are rewarded for something. Right. And I think that um, it, the show seems to be continuing to go in this kind of, uh, trajectory and I really appreciate it for an anime. Sure. Yeah. I've, uh, I've only watched one episode so far. Um, so I have no idea where you might be in the series. I'm only like six, uh, maybe eight in. Okay. All right. Um, but yeah, I, I thought it was kind of fun that, um, it seemed uh like oh gosh what did i what did i want to think about there's another tv show that i was thinking about where you know people start being born with like superpowers um and it just becomes like the accepted norm oh um, um an anime I, I don't think so uh it'll mm. it'll come to me at a really random time but anyway so i i sort of felt yeah well kind of, yeah kind of a little bit um also a little bit like Watchmen 
um, with like superheroes, you know, being like out in the open it being a profession. Um, and you know, you get like fans and things like that. So that was kind of fun. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really like a, a fun twist, you know, on like superheroes, just like being out there and like, this is what people aspire to be and, you know, aspire to have a career in this. Um, and like this, this boy who's, you know, unfortunately not blessed with a superpower, um, you know, wants more than anything to be a hero and doesn't let anything, you know, even his, his mom kind of, you know, thinking it will never happen for him. Doesn't let anything stand in his way. And -hmm. I think that's pretty cool. Like he believes in himself no matter what. And like you said, he just has to like keep working hard. Yeah. Um, to achieve his goal and it's just yeah it's a cool message yep i wish there was i i should have taken notes i wasn't thinking about discussing it before because there was another thing too that's like i really appreciate because uh our friend pete he watches this with his young girls oh, yeah, uh okay. together and i just think it's a, like a really great show for um some like positivity and like it balances um it's um like heart and mm-hmm. action uh, really well um, sure and i i i do encourage you to stick with it because like you said anime has that thing where one episode sometimes four episodes and it, it takes a bit to get into it right um, months ago before this was like re-recommended to me i watched the first episode and then that was it okay i just it just didn't make an impression I was like, okay, you know, it's another, I don't know, whatever. And so mm-hmm. when I tried it again, it it really was the second episode that I guess sold me. So, sure. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm usually, like you said, one for giving a show usually like at least two or three episodes. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I liked this one right from the get go. Okay. Um, and it, it it was interesting because um, there were some sort of hints at potential um you know weaknesses for some of these superheroes like at the end um the the main like superhero that all the kids apparently want to be all might mm-hmm. um you know all might had, yeah um who's you know number one superhero um seems to be having some trouble yeah. and seem to be seems to be like having some weaknesses come out and you know that's sort of like an interesting little mystery to solve yeah so i'm interested to see what that is he's a talk about like a larger responsibility you know like he really takes on that role that he thinks he serves for humanity with a lot of like passion and importance and so he kind of puts himself really second um Mm -hmm. to what he thinks is the most important thing sure do you ever watch these and think Oh man, if I was voice acting that, I'd be so <laughs> tough. I mean, it's so much screaming. Um, yes ah, and no. Just uh, <laughs> it'd be fun, but man. Yeah, I um I actually don't worry about the screaming actually. Um because that's uh that's used to be my hallmark or my calling card if you will as an actress in high school. Mm. I have this like very blood chilling horror scream oh um, okay that my high school director actually wrote into every single play that we did so <laughs> got a lot of practice uh, with that so yeah. i could totally pull this off should have recorded you the next wilheim scream yeah yeah seriously 
Uh, I, I think I have like an old, um, we did the play Young Frankenstein as one of oh. ours. And of course, like, you know, monster. everybody's got to have a scream in there. So yeah. yeah. So there's, there's, I think some pretty good video of one of my screams. It's, uh, nice. yeah. Scream queen. Yeah, that's right. Could be a second career for me. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, but yeah, it, cool. is, it is tough on the voice for sure. You definitely have to practice and like, I recommend hot tea and ginger and lemon for your voice. From the gut. Yep. From mm. the diaphragm. I've never, I've never really tried to scream. Like I definitely don't scream on roller coasters. Like, <laughs> be startled. I feel like and then purposefully because it's fun. Um, but I've, I've never tried, like, but it's like ah. <laughs> okay, you got to do better than that. I know, but <laughs> yeah, no, I've I've never been like truly scared on mm. a roller coaster. Um, so I don't think I've screamed in like actual fear, but like sure. I do it for fun. I, or I, gotta I like, do like scream a, at haunted houses because it's fun. I, I got to do like um, in Predator, like that kind of like mud, just coat yourself in mud and just, <laughs> ah, come get me That's Predator, right. you know, thing. That, would be, <laughs> that might be fun. See if you rival Arnold. <laughs> well, <laughs> I rival Arnold and like I'm younger and taller. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. about it. So you got to start. Yep. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I don't anyways. remember why in the world I ever started doing this and like how I figured that out. Yeah, that's a good question. You know I mean? it's, yeah. <laughs> it's so long ago. I have no idea what prompted me to ever scream. Um, that someone I mean, would notice. Maybe, yeah, maybe it was for like a play. Yeah. You know, and I just, and we just like tested it out and figured out that I had a good one. So, yeah. Who can, or just like, hey, who can, who of you can scream? Let's hear him. Yeah. Nice. Huh. Well, that's a that's a bonus content thing right there. That's a Facebook Live, you <laughs> know. A fun fact. <laughs> yeah. Well, just you know. Yeah, we'll test it out sometime. Yeah, we'll we'll compete. We'll okay. Do a live thing. We'll get. Done. I don't know. I shouldn't say this. I probably don't want to do that. <laughs> uh. Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to do something. Uh... I was just thinking, we'll probably not have to do something like a haunted house because I tend to laugh more at haunted houses yeah, than I tend right. to scream, as yep. you, as you know. Yep. We'll just have to like we can make it funny. We can put up like pictures of things that scare us, you know, like uh, you know, um, Nazis. Ah, and then. <laughs> and then it's, so I was going to talk sure. about another show, but then I thought Nazis, they're scary. So then okay. we can talk yep. about hunters. Yes, absolutely. Lots of national socialists everywhere. <laughs> and um, well, you got a, me started on this. I did, yes. So now, yeah, now we're flip-flopped. I think I'm about seven episodes in the series. And you're, oh, okay. you're on your first episode. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I... Uh, I actually, I was interested in it and then Chris started it and then waited for me to watch an episode and then like we kept going together. So cool. I I wasn't sure what to think about it um, before. I was, I was interested, but I wasn't sure how good it was going to be. But like I've said, I've ended up falling in love with like the, the world um, that it's set in. So it's uh, mainly 1970s New York. Um, I think mm. there's a little bit of DC in there, 
yeah um as well i think that opening shots in uh dc um but yeah it's a it's a fun um i didn't think it was going to be fun at first i thought it was going to be like all gritty drama all the time but it's right. kind of fun that like the main character um works in a comic book shop and is kind of obsessed with comics so he relates to i think the real world in a very like comic sure. book kind of way so i think they can they can play with some humor there um, that's good but yeah it's uh it's excellently acted obviously al pacino is uh a legend and i think he does a great job and it's kind of nice to see him not be like in a stereotypically italian yeah. role right. so yep. i think he's breaking out a little bit but what uh what did you think of the first episode well i wore my one and only from the 70s shirt um <laughs> they dig honor. yeah i dig it um i so when i feel like i'm getting pickier these days and okay. um when i um first saw it advertise i'm like all right another thing about nazis i don't mm -hmm. know I, you know and then i heard one person say they liked it and then you said it was really a lot of fun so I, you know okay i'll try this um and when it started i um like you say it seemed like it was gonna be pretty heavy uh mm -hmm. serious or whatever but there is these elements of um, kind of extra stylized, I don't know, or it's like um, a little over realistic. I, okay. I shouldn't say I shouldn't say over realistic. That's the wrong term. Um, it's past realistic, um, like a really. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? Elaborate, like probably not. You know, it's very loose on what's real. But I liked that. Oh. It felt like Pulp Fiction-y, you know? Sure. It felt like the kind of severity of a Pulp Fiction mm -hmm. kind of a thing. A little bit mm -hmm. Tarantino. Like, that's not real. Um, mm -hmm. Pulp Fiction has characters that are very larger than life, you know? And methods of torture and whatever that are larger than life. And to me, the show has elements of that where I get vibes of that. And I hope that that continues yeah. because I think it's really cool. Like right away when you meet your first Nazi and it like guns <laughs> down everyone. Yes. I'm just like that performance is good. And that's totally, totally unexpected. It's one yeah. of those, it's just kind of, I don't know. It does it have those vibes to you at all, or am I reading something weird? No. Yeah. So I um it took me a minute to to get where you were kind of going. Yeah, with it took that, me a minute yeah. to like have words that make sense. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's hard to describe, um, you know, that, that sort of like that, that opening scene does encapsulate a lot, I think. And it's, it's kind of like weirdly horrifying and fun at the same time. Right. Um, because you know, this, this guy's identity does get compromised like as a Nazi. And then, like you said, he just like shoots like his whole family, yeah. um, his guests, his kids, Yep. like he's like, well, scrap that yeah um and uh you you see you see him a lot actually in the show and he he kind of brings that same attitude to like every scene he's in so he's it, he's horrible but yet a treat to watch mm -hmm. um but yeah so it, it it is kind of simultaneously something that does seem like real like it could happen um but also at the same time like you kind of go but 
to this extent to this you know yeah um it's like in, a stylizing whoa yeah so it's it's sort of like a half real half um man in the high castle kind of thing where you know they reimagine if like nazis sure. had won the second mm-hmm. world war so it's 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 kind of like playing fast and loose in between i think mm-hmm. where you know um america did actually you know invite many former nazis to come to the u.s mm-hmm. um you know because they were like high-ranking scientists or you know like thinkers with these you know great ideas or inventions or you know you know we wanted to have the brightest minds here and unfortunately sometimes you know we sort of skirted past the fact that they had committed atrocities yep. um so well, so it is of- like Sorry, I was just going to say, like, yeah, no. so it is like real in a sense, but like how real? Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, go ahead. No, I mean, it, and it's like a lot of, and it's a fascinating and terrible thing about, you know, humanity, but a lot of the people, they wouldn't have been people that committed atrocities. Mm-hmm. They're people that yes. didn't stand up, people that yeah. didn't do anything, people that were, were people or right. people that, you know, it's that crazy thing, you know, where they you can have um you know you can have a lineup of people and you ask someone to shoot shoot this person or whatever you don't know Mm -hmm. and it only takes one in that group of 10 to to do it be willing to do it to like make a problem and um so i mean the show is playing with obviously okay we got some of the bad ones around you know yeah some of the ones that were like actively you know, sadistic and um, right. not like apologetic and I'm got caught up in this mess and, you know, I don't want to mm-hmm. think about this ever again. This is terrible, you know, kind right. of thing. Um, right. But, um, but yeah. yeah. So I think one of the fun things that, you know, as the show goes on, um, they're definitely like more just like straight up, like evil kind of sadistic Nazis. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, I mean, Again, I don't think I'm giving anything away here since it's called hunters and their job is to hunt Nazis. Of course, we yeah. run multiples. Um, so and and some of them are based on like actual people. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's interesting historically that way. But you do in some of the um hunts meet, you know, kind of maybe like Nazis who are sorry, sure, or Nazis who are expressing remorse, or you know, yep. Um so it's it it does get a little bit like morally gray and sure. and the, the main character kind of goes through some of that so that's interesting to think about for sure yep um so yeah so i i don't think it's like i think it kind of introduces you to that level of like just horrifically awful you know mm-hmm. like sadistic ide- easily identifiable nazis so that you can be like okay this is fine yep. and then does you know explore like well where do you draw the line it's interesting to see that we're at, at enough distance now from World War II that we can ha- we can kind of play with this uh, time period and different stuff a little yeah. more, like Jojo Rabbit um, yeah. coming yeah. out. You know, that's mm-hmm. a really heartfelt movie, and I love it. But it is like, uh, you know, it has a very clear caricature, a humorous caricature of Hitler in there. Yeah, and so. Um, the film is no less effective for it. Right. Um, you know, and it's not like a mockery of anything, you know, but 
20 years ago, 30 years, whatever, you know, whatever the time period is, that would not have been seen so well. And so um, to have something like this that plays real fast and loose with history and mm -hmm. or with, uh, you know, like you say, who things are based on real mm -hmm. people, whatever is fine now. Mm -hmm. And I think they can have a pretty fun show. We can have a fun show about <laughs> Nazis killing yeah. Nazis, you know, as opposed well, to like always a heavy show. Right. Um, I was, so I was thinking about this um, because I wasn't sure if I wanted to watch the show because I was thinking about the slew of like superhero movies that seem to take place around the world wars, like Captain America sure. and like mm -hmm. Wonder Woman. And I was like, I'm kind of really over Nazis just like being the bad guy. And sure. you know, like we're going to go off and fight the Nazis. Like, can we find somebody else, please? Mm -hmm. So I, I wasn't sure if I was really going to like the show because I wasn't sure that I was really over that sort of like, oh my God, here we go again, yep. you know? Um, but I feel like this is a, a slightly different take and it's not like set during the war, even yep. though you get these like really interesting flashbacks. Yep. Um, so so I, I kind of am uh, more interested in it that way because I think mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a new angle. Yep. So. Well, you know... Hollywood is lazy, like coming up with original, <laughs> interesting yeah. villains and, and premises are yeah. not their strong suite, you know? Yeah. And, you know, it goes by time, you know, like um, we're in a time okay. where a lot of people have trouble accepting, you know, like they'll take it as someone of some nationality is a villain in this movie, therefore... It's an attack on our entire everything, you know, right. like right now in particular, like if you were to have a, uh, a Chinese company that was a terrorist organization or something, Hollywood's not going to like that because yeah. China provides a lot of money. China has a big box office. Like it's, they, and they're going to see that as we're going to get banned there or whatever. So right. it's a lot of different, like trying to no one gets upset <laughs> when you make fun Very of Nazis true. or you make yeah. Nazis the bad guy. And yeah. that, that shifts per time period or whatever, you know, like even Germans are like, try to be super overly apologetic. It's like, dude, I get it. You didn't do this. All right. Relax. Right. You know, but um, yeah, it's uh, so Nazis yeah. are a safe bet. They are, they are. And I, and I do get that, but it is, I mean, it is old, yep. so it's it's tough to to come up with a new angle. I think with Nazis as the villain, and I think Hunters does a pretty good job of yep. of doing that. Um, yep. And it, I mean, if you if you keep going, which I hope you do, um, then I mean, I think you see Nazis or former Nazis. I don't really, you know, mm -hmm. know which to call them all the time because um, some of them are active and some of them are not. Right. Um, you see some of them as people too. Right. So. Sure. So it's interesting. Yeah. No, and it's good to have a show. It's not black and white. Mm -hmm. The, um, I have to say, I didn't want to, this has one of the grossest scenes I've seen in a long time. What was that one? Uh, the shower scene. I didn't want to eat. Oh, oh. I just, <laughs> yes. I was, I was like, what? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know that's terrible of me. I'm a bad person. No. Yes. 
Yeah. Everyone <laughs> know this about me. I'm not a good person, you know, but, uh, no, it was, uh, no, it was a total surprise to me too. So Chris had seen it and, um, and, and then he sat down and rewatched the first episode with me and right at the beginning, I saw like the, the, you know, like warnings or whatever. And I was like, oh, there's going to be nudity. He's like, mm, it's not what you think. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And then I got to that scene. You're like, ah, I was like, no, 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 you're right. It's not what I thought. I don't want it. <laughs> oh my it was, God. Yeah. yeah, it was a lot. I mean, uh, it was horrifying on two levels for sure. I just, <laughs> I a moment of silence because I just couldn't. I'm glad I wasn't eating. <laughs> like, yeah, it was I, a lot. I respect them for having it in there, I guess, because yeah. I'm kind of the same. I mean, we've talked in the past where, you know, I think it's stupid when you're filming something, you got to go through all these links to like try to cover everyone or something, mm -hmm. or they, they do in the shot, try to cover, cover themselves sure. when it doesn't make any sense. Yes. So. Like strategic, if we're talking about a shower scene, like strategic towel movements or whatever that you yeah. would never do in real life. Yeah. The yeah. thing I, I've said it before, the thing that bothers me the most is when uh, couples getting up in the morning or whatever, and the woman takes the <laughs> whole sheet and walks away with it. What are you doing? Yeah. You just yeah. unmade the entire bed. The sheet belongs on the bed, lady. Like, right. what are you and it's just also, like, like, I wonder about it because like we have our sheets tucked in, so it would take like considerable effort for me to like tug the sheet out of the bed. It wouldn't be this like smooth, natural, graceful, like, I'm just going to walk away with this like trailing cape of a sheet. It'd be like a <laughs> well, weird wrestling match you know. between me and the bed. Isn't there a Seinfeld episode about that with the sheets tucked so, in yeah. or not? Yeah. And in the bed. So see, I mean, you guys are like that, but not everybody is, yeah. especially if you're preparing that every morning <laughs> there's a film crew and you're going to take the whole sheet with you. That's right. So yeah, I, I clearly am, you know, very comfortable in my marriage, so I don't need to take the sheet. Mm. <laughs> it's good to leave surprises. Like, you know, yeah. I can be like, yes. no, you can't, can't see me then. <laughs> a little mystery. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, to, to bring it back to hunters though, I, I appreciated, <laughs> I think the, like the reality of that scene in the, like, we're not going to like weirdly yeah. hide, you know, body parts. Um, but also like she, she was, I mean, for her age. Yeah. She looked like That's a normal, normal human being yeah. at that age. You know, she yep. wasn't like sexy yes. or not trying That's to like make her person. younger or like super That's fit why I'm looking. a bad person. Yes. Because that's <laughs> normal. That's but normal. yeah, I mean, so. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a lot, and it was like whoa, um, and you know, it's it's sort of like I, I don't know why, but like any older person I see on the screen, like somehow you just like equate with like a grandparent. So somehow you're like, oh god, mm. like you know, sure, like you know, I'd never want to see my grandma like that or whatever. So yeah. that's unfortunately immediately what I think of. Um, sure, but yeah, no, I I did appreciate that it was like very realistic. So. <laughs> Uh, and, um, well, different old person, uh, Al Pacino. Yeah. I really, uh, I think he's doing great. Yeah. You know, only one episode in, but I am, you know, it's, um, Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, um, Jack Nicholson. Some of these people, they just play themselves so often. 
mm-hmm. and it's lazy. And yeah. I, I mean, I get it. They're making a movie and it's like, for, for the, you know, this is you, you know? So right. this but, is what people know you for. Yeah. But. This is very different and I really like it. Um, I, I think he's doing a good job. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. That's, that's immediately kind of what I thought of when he came on screen was like, I appreciate that you're doing something different. And um, mm-hmm. I think it'll continue to get better. Um, in fact, I, I mean, I think it does, but yeah, like I said, I hope yeah. you keep watching and, and see nice. that too. Well, stick around for the seventies and nothing else. Um, <laughs> it'll keep getting better. Nice. So um, different streaming service uh because yeah. hunters is amazon prime amazon right. original and home for dark is your newly acquired apple tv plus that's right show. it's the first what thing you... i've watched on apple tv so okay that's too bad so what'd you think <laughs> well i know what you think <laughs> as you're like oh that's too bad yeah. um i have mixed feelings about okay. this show um, it definitely, I had, I had no preconceived ideas about it yeah, going in. Sure. Um, I knew almost nothing about it. So I was just, you know, kind of jumping in, um, totally in the dark, um, on home before dark. Um, <laughs> I see what you did there. I know, I know <laughs> I couldn't resist it. Um, I, so I'm three episodes in now. I think, I think I might keep going. Okay. Um, but I, if, if I just watched the first episode, I don't know that I would have. So I know okay. that you've only watched the first episode. Yep. I, I don't know that I would have kept going after that because I think most of my issues with the series were very sort of prominent in the first episode okay. and have either like faded to a tolerable level in the second and third or um, aren't as apparent or aren't there at all okay um so you know tbd about the rest of the episodes but yeah Mm -hmm. so i think both of us um sort of off the bat were thinking the same thing like this is an insanely almost too insanely like mature character as the main character the main character is a nine-year-old girl what's Um, our growth potential what do you mean character like oh where does this character have to go yeah yeah it's it's tough to see that because she she is presented like so intelligently so like you know with it has these Mm -hmm. like you know passionate driven attributes and it's like okay where do you go from here yep um and it was really tough for me to like swallow that i think in the first episode um you know i was like man i i just don't know that like a nine-year-old is this intelligent and this with it and has like these kind of mature thoughts but I was interested because, you know, they had said it was based on a real life character. So I went and mm-hmm. looked her up because I was like, okay, is the, like how much of this is real? Sure. And I mean, a, a decent amount. Um, the real character, I think, is Hildy Lysiak is her name. And she was a reporter. Um, her dad was a reporter and then she became a reporter very young. And at, at nine years old, um, she was at a police station and heard on the radio a tip about a murder that had just happened. Okay. And so like went over and sort of like scooped the story on this murder in her hometown. Um, so, I mean, like 
those sort of aspects while like hard to swallow, I think off the bat became a little easier for me learning that this, you know, really did happen. Um, that this nine-year-old really did like run her own paper and like sure. investigate a murder. Although obviously the show makes it so much more dramatic. Right. Um, and she really got famous because um, she, she not only like, inve- like investigated this murder and sort of like kept reporting on it uh, until it was solved, even though I don't believe it was solved by her. Um, but also because she was on like a trip to Arizona with her father and was interviewing people about um, people who were both protesting and uh, promoting like the border wall that was going to be erected there. Hmm. And um, this like local cop was like all up in her face and being like, you're a little girl. You shouldn't be here. Like you shouldn't be a reporter, blah, blah, blah. You can't film me. It's, you know, not, it's illegal or whatever. And then she like put it up on her website and she's like, nope, first amendment. I can do what I want with that. Like this is public space. So yeah. So she sort of had like a lot of these like crazy real life things happen to her. And she did seem to be like a very intelligent human being. Sure. Um, so yeah, so that made the whole premise, I think a little bit easier to swallow, but yeah, it was, it was a lot at first. Mm -hmm. It's tough when you're writing something that's like out of admiration for a real life character to Mm -hmm. like, then all of a sudden be, um, like relatively neutral or fair, you know, Mm -hmm. cause it's, she's presented like, so pristinely and heroically. Yeah. And it's also, I think. I imagine more difficult to write uh, a child when you're not a child. You yeah, know? I think so. Because we just think as what you are, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I think maybe someone that if, if you have kids, you know, it's probably a little easier or something like that. But sure. it just struck me as a lot of stuff that um, when, and now I'll say on housewives, I mean, this is not always the case. So there's sometimes the teenage, their teenage daughters and stuff are seemingly much more intelligent than their parents. Right. Um, and with it, but yeah, nine years old. I don't know. I, I could overlook that more if this was Dora the Explorer, <laughs> you know, if this is sure. like, because that's kind of the thing I almost get, you know, like it's a, at, when I saw the trailer, I thought this would be kind of gritty. Yeah. And when the show first opened, I thought maybe it was going to be that as well. And then it kind of became um, like Nickelodeon-y, you know? Yeah. Um, I call it a moment where there is, um, she's like standing on the table and like giving a speech and yeah. stuff. And I just, I just like cringed. There was cringe yeah, moments I- for me. It's like no kid is gonna do this and if yeah. they did they're gonna be bullied mercilessly because yeah. hey sit down you dork um yeah that was rough that was a rough moment um, in the, in the i can say in the second and third there have not been those rough moments okay all right well <laughs> that i guess that leads me then to my other so i have two the way i think shows fall into two categories um when they have a uh, something they're trying to say with the show. Mm-hmm. And so you either have one that the show creators have conviction in whatever it is, whatever your topic or your issue or whatever is. And the show, it's a core staple of the show. You'll see it sure. in every in every episode. It's 
part of these characters and that's the way they're written. And then there's other shows that are uh, there to virtue signal an issue. So the mm. showrunners yeah. don't necessarily have uh, strong convictions on something or they're worried that it's going to mess up ratings or something, you know? And so you take your first episode and you go strong and you like say what you want to say and then you tell a story and then you yeah. go into your wherever you want to go. Mm -hmm. um, and I'm like, well, this show falls will fall in one of those categories. I don't know which, you know. Yeah, um, do you I think mean, that's fair, or am I am I stretching or? No, I I I think that does apply to this show for sure. I think right now where I'm at is potentially the second. Um, it does like do some strong pushing. I think. Mm -hmm. Um, in episode one and then like backs off of it a little bit in two and three um which do actually get a little grittier um okay. and more interesting because i think they focus on the adults a little bit more okay. which is to me more realistic um sure. so so i have um i have no problem with embellishment i have no problem like as hollywood does like taking something and like ramping it up to make it more exciting yeah. um you know like what I always think of um, when I say this is like Argo, you know, when like um, Ben oh. Affleck's character is like getting these, you know, like uh, people out of, um, uh, out of uh, Iran and back into like the States and whatever. And like, people are like chasing them down the tarmac and, you know, the plane is about to take off and they're like, Oh my God, are we going to make it? And it's like, you know, the, the plane like just takes off before the officials right. get there and stuff like that. And it's yeah. like, okay, in real life, it didn't happen that way. Like yeah. there weren't like agents chasing them down the tarmac ready to stop the plane. That's Hollywood license. Yep. But that to me is like still in the realm of like, I know you're exaggerating, but like I can accept it. Mm -hmm. um, where I have trouble here with this episode um, or it, with this series and especially in episode one, I guess, um, is, you know, I, I get that the real story is this like nine-year-old girl, you know, reported on the investigation of a murder and, you know, she, she wrote what she saw and perhaps I, I haven't dug too deeply, perhaps that gave like the police department a clue or she saw something and they were like, oh, interesting, yep. you know, um, and that's how that worked. But for in the show, for her to like the character to be actively involved and like going to the police and like reading the file and like wanting to come along on like suspect interviews. I'm like, no adult has ever, ever, ever been like, yeah, totally. I'm just going to take a right. nine-year-old to investigate. A exactly. That's where like, they... so that to me is like a stretch. It's like, no, no. Yeah. Well, that's like, why I don't care they, how special that nine-year-old is. They frame it. That's, that's, part of my big issue is like, if this was an adult woman, this would be different, you know, yeah, but sure. as a child, like they're trying to frame this as sexism. And I had, I had issues with that. Like, because like you said, no adult in their right mind would bring their nine-year-old child to an active crime scene or something like that on an investigation mm -hmm. like that. They don't have the right. mental maturity to deal with those kinds of things at this point or whatever. Right. And so, so like, um, to have, well, I go to the cops in the cop police station and no one responds to me except for the woman cop. And now I'm yeah. part of the investigation and it's okay. Yeah. It's just like, it's it, too, yeah. it's too much. Yeah. 
uh, trying to hit you in the face too much with it. And um, yeah, uh, I feel like you can you can get messages you feel are important across without beating people in the head with it. I agree. Yeah, it's a little too much hammer mm -hmm. in in the first episode for sure. Um, I thought like we could have probably left it where like her mom is defending her in the principal's office where like the principal's like, she can't like print this crazy stuff. She's only nine. And the mom is mm -hmm. like, well, she has a passion and whatever. And like that to me was like a bit much um, like just like a titch. But at the end of the day, it was like her mom was just trying to defend her like right to publish a newspaper with her opinions in it. And like, yeah. sure. Like you didn't yeah. like it and it, it was a little bit sensationalist, but whatever, like, you know, yep. she's, she's chasing her thing and, you know, doing her, yep. her thing and, and writing her passion and whatever. And like, that was fine. Yeah. It was like the moment that she went to the police station and the woman was like, Oh, I hate it when they call me sweetheart too. And it's like, yeah, but this is still different. Like you can, yeah. you can both identify that you hate that. Right. Like you hate being patronized and then, yep go your separate ways without inviting a child into a murder investigation. Right. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I, th I, yeah, liked I, would, the... I would say it does get better and okay. those moments become a little bit less, but yes, it's still kind of a stretch as the show goes on. Well, and that's why I was going to bring on my, like, you know, when I talk about a list, your ever growing list, the list mm -hmm. is ever growing. And so I just yeah. don't have patience for it anymore. You know, if I'm going to come in, because I know there are all kinds of television shows and movies that are made by creators that have views and opinions and experiences of the world that are vastly different than my own. And I don't, you know, I don't agree with them or whatever, but they're delivering me an intelligent uh, piece of art, story, whatever. And um, those things make a person think. And so I can, I will accommodate those things and the things where people aren't delivering me, uh, an intelligible, uh, realistic story or whatever. And it seems more like they, they don't want to entertain me. They want to fill me with, with meaning. I just don't have the patience for it. I sure. don't have the patience for it. I've run out because it's not like 20 years ago where you had network television and then you could go to the movies, you know, right. now it's, it's a plethora of amazing content everywhere you look. And I'll never get through any of the amazing content. If I settle for stuff, that's like, well, yeah, you know, yeah. like this film, this movie or series seems well shot. Mm -hmm. I haven't had an issue with any actors so far. I think they've done well with what, you know, the parts are and stuff. Mm -hmm. So like that seems quality. Um, but yeah, why every, every hour I spend watching one of these episodes is an hour. I'm not watching an episode of, you know, true. So. Yeah. Maybe, um, well, I was like five minutes into the next episode. So maybe if I, uh, finish it, no more pleased than I have been with, with the others, I might just quit it then kind of talk me into it. I mean, look, I know anime <laughs> is a thing, you know, but those are 25 minutes, 23 minutes, right. maybe, or whatever. And so two of those in one of these. Yeah, for sure. Mm -hmm. And, and it's a known like 
trope at this point of anime, you know, that they have like these exposition heavy kind of things um, that maybe we shouldn't put up with that either, you know? And I feel like I do less and less than that as well. Why does anime get a pass? You know, why do you get it? Why are you able to do something lazy? um, And I deal with it, you know? So, Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a hard push and pull kind of battle. I mean, on the one hand, I agree. And, you know, we shouldn't let, you know, creators get away with like this sort of heavy exposition, like, okay, I Mm -hmm. keep giving you a chance. You know, you should just be able to grab me right from the beginning. Because there are certainly shows that I've seen that have grabbed me right from the beginning. Um, I think Hunters is, is a good example. But if we're looking for anime, then like Sword Art Online, grabbed me right away yeah um right so i mean it's There's certainly possible too yeah but yeah but it is hard for me because there are then shows that i've had to like watch one get over like every like exposition dump that they've thrown yeah. at me and then they can like tell a story and it is really good but so. you're kind of going into those things i find for different things so like yeah. housewives i'm going in mm-hmm. for trash you know there's there's an itch <laughs> uh in my psyche that's a bad part of humanity that likes that and i like check check that box and um like most humanity though i mean we all just do it in different forms yeah yeah i mean like like somebody's you know real housewives is somebody else's like tiger king because it is it's total trash yeah but it's entertaining trash yep and anime i find the ones that do that they're like they're exposition heavy or something they take another box too, where there's like, um, it's something like a Dragon Ball or whatever that there's something that you get out of a prolonged series um, that has these characters that there's something very like endearing about them. It's it's kind of like, I, I don't like any of the CW superhero shows or whatever, but a lot of people really do. And it's like, those shows are cheesy a lot mm-hmm. of the time. But yeah. there's an element of a like a fun drama thing that you you get out of these like comic book heroes that you see on screen. And so you kind of put the other stuff aside because it's giving you this thing that you like. And I feel like when you're looking though at a show that's supposed to be a proper drama, mm-hmm. you know, um, that you don't get extended those same courtesies. Right. And I, I think maybe cinema in particular, you don't get extended often those same cur- I mean, Did that make any sense to you? Do you think that's yeah. a thing? Yeah, I I do think so. And I think um I think we usually don't have to worry about it as much when we do we think of something like a movie because they don't they have so much less time that yeah. they tend not to, you know waste it with something that's going to be like hugely exposition heavy in the beginning um because you only have so much time but yeah Yeah. i would say especially for a movie if if that happened i mean i would just shut it off you know what i mean i'm i'm more likely to shut that off and not give it a chance Mm -hmm. um because i don't feel like i'm missing something the way that i do in like a television show there's like more episodes there's more to watch and like maybe if i just hit this point it's going to be really amazing um whereas like a movie it's like no i i this is like an hour and a half whatever like i don't need to you know waste my time with this hour and a half and it feels really easy to shut off 
there's something that can grow on you with that time. Like yeah. you can grow mm-hmm. attached to characters and their, yes. their story, even though a lot of the stuff around it is, is subpar. Yeah. 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 For know. sure. So, um, I am debating. I wanted to say one more thing about hunters, like jumping oh, okay. back, but I don't know if sure. I want to like bring it. It's kind of, it's heavier. Like, do you have anything, well, if I say um, it, do you have anything lighter to end on? I do. I do. And it is about okay. hunters. So, okay. um, but how about, how will we segue into, are you going to watch more hunters? Yes. Okay. Yeah. I plan to watch Good. more hunters. Yeah. I'll see if Good. I, I'll see if I can get Ashley to watch the first episode and we can both watch it. Cause I think she'll like it too. So. Okay. Um, I just, uh, the other thing I didn't, I don't know if I wrote it down, but I just like, um, so as for all the like kind of pulp fictiony vibes that I get from, mm-hmm. from it, I do like that the show is still a reminder that there's so much evil and there's always evil and it's everywhere. And I, I think that people, here's me on my soapbox. I think that people get, um, <laughs> lulled into this thing because you're around your friends and your family around seemingly normal people all the time and and normal people are pretty nice people so you don't go through your head how awful a lot of people are and people can be and so seeing a show like this that's again playing fast and loose with history but Mm -hmm. it's about a real group in history obviously um that uh it's a good reminder of like just watch yourself like you know uh, we were in boston the other year and going out to the bar and it was going to be a fun time and then we ran across the holocaust like monument yeah. and it was it was a downer but it was really emotional like it was a really good monument i was very effective and mm-hmm. these things are are timeless the evils right. of man and right. uh despite the fun I've had with this show, those things always reminds me of that, Mm -hmm. um, to not underestimate the evils of man. Well, and I think an interesting aspect of the show is the way that evil manifests, not always in the ways that we think of evil, um, you know, where we think of something, an event like the Holocaust Mm -hmm. as traditionally evil, it's brutality in, in physical, um, you know, expression you know, torture, death, these kinds of like physical capabilities of the horrors that man can inflict on each other. But then it also takes a look at um, the political horrors that we can inflict on each other. You know, Corruption. Yes, exactly. With these like special interest groups that can push forward an agenda through politics. And how scary is it that in this particular show, this group, this like special lobbying group is a group of Nazis. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, what does their world look like if they get certain bills passed in our government? And so. see, that's my thing, is I think that a lot of people watch this. They watch um, Boardwalk Empire. They watch House of Cards. And they're like, wow. that. But then they don't equate that. These stories do come from a place. Yeah. Just because it's timeless. Mm-hmm. You know, People in power will seek more power and it's it, bad, shady shit 
happens all the time. This is not, I mean, right. Do guys walk into bowling alleys and do what they do in episode one? Probably not, but something similar like that, I guarantee you has happened more than once. People are strong armed, you know? At the uh, core of that scene, if you take out the physical violence that that happens at that bowling alley, um, it's one person threatening another man's family if he doesn't vote to, you know, get this bill to go the way that he wants it. And And people think that doesn't happen today, like across the world all the time. Like, I mean, it's, you know, no regime. It may not be that overt or, yeah, but it still happens. Yep. So I don't know. It's it's not important. It's just what what goes through my mind when I watch it, and I think that people underestimate um, how like what a dangerous world we live in. Sometimes, then sometimes we get terrified by it, and we're like, okay, already relaxed. But you know, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you kind of have to have that balance of like, okay, don't like have anxiety every moment of every day over everything that you can or can't do or can't prevent or, you know, what's happening, but also like, don't walk through with rose colored glasses and be like, everybody is as nice as me and my family. Mm -hmm. And, you know, no evil exists anywhere. Like you gotta, you gotta be in the middle somewhere. Cause we live in the greatest time for humans to ever have existed (laughs) ever in like a million years. Um, Mm -hmm. But it doesn't have to always be that way. It's not a guarantee that it stays that way. So yeah, just... nothing, nothing is a guarantee that it stays the exact same way. Yep. Good so you have a lighter thing. I do. I do. Okay. So one of my um, hangups about starting hunters was actually one of the cast members. Oh. Um, not Pacino, obviously. Sure. Um, I was all in on Pacino, but it was Josh Radner who uh, is the main character from How I Met Your Mother. And I wasn't sure. Um, so he's Lonnie Flash, the Jewish movie action star in in this show. So I have not seen him yet? You should have. He should have been introduced when you see, like, the has, has the group revealed oh, itself Oh, the group yet? has been revealed, yeah, at that very end. Yeah. Yep. So the he's, main guy uh, from How I Met Your Mother? Yes, yeah. Josh Radner. So in this in this show, he's got like a mustache and like sort of like a half curly fro looking hairstyle. Um, but yeah, so you look him up so you can see uh, who he is and so you can like get the visual on and be like, oh, what? Right. Okay, right? this guy, I didn't recognize him at all. Yes, and I was really pleased about that. I was really nervous that I was only going to see Ted from How I Met Your Mother. And I was like, oh, I don't know if he can like do like a serious, like I'm a Nazi hunter role kind of thing, but this role totally works for him. And I was super excited about that after I watched it. And he only gets better in every episode. But yeah, it was a hang up for me for sure. I'm still surprised. (laughs) I know. I'm still really surprised. I I, I don't even, yeah, okay, all right. Cool. So yeah, like I said, like I I wasn't sure how I was gonna like be with his character and like if he was gonna be like too yeah. Ted for me, but yeah, yeah. surprise nice. me. Um, I yeah. love basically everybody in that group. Cool. Oh, well, great. Yeah. So verdict: go watch Hunters. Yeah, give it a shot. Everybody almost mm-hmm. okay. Not everybody, but a lot of people have Amazon Prime, so you already have it. 
Yep. Go watch it. No extra money. Yep. Definitely so. worth it. Um, will you have anything else for this Friday night? I don't think so. I'm just going to finish my beer and enjoy the rest of my night. Maybe go play a game or something or yeah, maybe watch the next episode of Hunters. Who knows? You're not going to go out and party? No, it's like no. Just you in the club? Just one. Raging? Yeah. Yeah, me and my iPod music. in my yeah. living room. Turn yeah. on the lights and, you know, mm-hmm. throw a rager. Yeah. Um, well, speaking of gaming, so we have mm-hmm. our other gaming Twitch channel that is sitting empty desolate mm-hmm. right now i did yeah. make a promise to put at least one thing in there before the end of the weekend and i still will hold to that so okay okay so yeah we're you know follow us there we'll get some stuff going there i'm excited yes. to see what you what you what you have um follow us here on twitch share on youtube comment we haven't got many yeah. comments. You can say like, John, you're so full of garbage. You don't know what you're talking about at all. You know, <laughs> Home Before Dark is my favorite TV yes. show ever. Yes, exactly. Fight me. Mm-hmm. I won't fight you, but you, I'd be happy <laughs> to know that we have an audience that has that opinion. Yeah. Um, and Facebook, Twitter, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Do those things. So, yeah. Go All watch right. Glitch Mob. <laughs> I will now. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for joining me, Andrea. Absolutely. Happy early birthday again. Thanks. And cheers. See you next week. Bye.